Have you ever doubted your salvation? You know that you said some words and you prayed a prayer and you felt like you were saved, but you just weren't sure. Or maybe you know that you've been saved, but you've been struggling with some issues in your life and you're wondering like, have I lost my salvation? Have I messed up and made so many bad choices that I kind of need to start over from scratch with God? If you've ever wondered any of those things, we are going to talk about that today on the podcast. Welcome to Hope for the Ruri Christian Woman. I'm so glad you're here. Have you struggled with feelings of anxiety, panic, fear, and despair because life is just too hard? Are you tired of feeling like you're desperately trying to claw your way out of a pit of hopelessness? Do you want a relationship with God that is deep, real, and intimate? Something to give you the hope that you need to keep trusting God? Well, take a deep breath. I got you. If you're struggling to trust God because life is so stinking hard, if you feel like there's no hope, no way out, and no point in even praying about it anymore, if you are weary from the struggle and trying to do all the things and just want something to go right in your life, or at least for it not to get worse, this is the podcast for you. I want you to know that as long as God is on the throne, it's not time to throw in the towel. There is hope and rest for your weary heart, even when everything in your life is going wrong. How do I know that? Because I found it. Hey there, I'm Latoya Edwards, and I'm no stranger to hard times. But after walking through decades of hard times, I was so weary in my soul, and I felt like I was trapped in a pit of despair. I was frustrated, angry, and hopeless, and I was tired of waiting on God. I was overwhelmed, burnt out, and spiritually exhausted. Turns out, that's exactly where I needed to be to hear from God. During a season of forced rest, I learned more about my identity in Christ and how I was created to connect with Him. And then I was able to start my journey that led from a soul full of despair to being able to say, it is well with my soul. And I even learned how to enjoy life and dream again despite the difficult circumstances of my life. And guess what? You can too. You can find the strength you need to keep going even when things continue to get worse. The peace you need in your mind to stop being overwhelmed with negative thoughts and emotions. You don't have to stay weary. If that sounds like something you need, you're in the right place. I can't wait to help you find renewed faith, a peace-filled mind, and restored hope. Let's get to work. So before we get started in our major content for today, I really wanted to take just a minute to talk about what it takes to be saved. Like what are the requirements for salvation? Because I think if we get this um, kind of under our belts and we wrap our mind around, around these principles, it's going to make the rest of our conversation today a little bit easier. So what do you have to do to be saved? Well, in Romans uh, chapter 9, verse 9 and 10, it says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So when we look at this verse, these verses in Romans, salvation is really simple. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and you believe in your heart and then you are saved. All it takes to be saved is to believe in Jesus, that he is God's son, that he died on the cross for your sins because there was no way you were going to be able to pay the penalty of your sin. He rose again three days later. He's sitting on the throne in heaven and he's going to come back again for his people. If you believe that, right, if you have recognized that you are a sinner who is incapable of saving yourself, that you cannot pay the price of sin, which is death, and you recognize that Jesus is your Lord and that he has paid that cost for you, that's it. You're saved. All it takes is to believe. But I know that sometimes 
you know, we we wonder, we question, how can we know for sure? Like, how can we be sure that we are reconciled with Jesus? How can we know that we are going to heaven when we die? And this can be a big, big burden, depending on what you believe, what you were taught, how you grew up. So I grew up and I heard a lot of like fire and brimstone and lots of message on hell and like you need to be safe so you don't go to hell. That is the message that I remember very clearly hearing growing up um, when I was going to church. And because of that, I had this fear that anytime I did something wrong, that I somehow lost my salvation. Like I wasn't saved anymore. I was going to go to hell if I didn't get it right. Like I had to be perfect. I had to do things right. Otherwise, I was in trouble with God. And this caused me just a lot of just confusion and anxiety and worry until I began, I got older and I dug into scripture for myself to see what God actually says about my salvation. And these are the things that I want to share with you today. So the first place that I want to go to is the gospel of John in chapter 10. And we're going to start in verse twenty. Seven And just for like context, the beginning of John chapter 10 is where we get the parable of the good shepherd. Um, and so Jesus is explaining how he is the good shepherd and that the people that follow him are his sheep. And he starts in verse 27 saying this, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I gave eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will take them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. And so what Jesus is very clearly explaining is that if you believe in him, you are his sheep, you are saved, you are his follower, right? That is how we become a Christian. We follow Christ. Once that happens, you have eternal life and you will never perish. And this is how you can know that your salvation is secure because he says, no one can take my sheep, my believers, my followers out of my hand. And that includes yourself. Like we can't take ourselves out of his hand. And then he says also, right, my father, right, you can't take them out of his hand either. So we are doubly secure, right? We were secure in the hands of Jesus and we are secure in the hands of his father. There is literally nothing that can make you lose your salvation. It just doesn't happen. So I want you to rest in that truth of knowing that scripture says, right, from the mouth of Jesus, that nothing is going to take your salvation from you. Once you believe you are secure, that is it. Another way that you can know that you are saved is when you go through discipline or conviction from God. So we know that, right, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ, right? Satan comes to accuse us and he wants to condemn us. And that just does not happen. That doesn't apply to children of God because we are secure, you know, in the hands of the father and of the son. But we do go through discipline. We do get conviction from the Holy Spirit when we are doing something that does not line up with your new identity as a child of God. And if you look in John chapter 15, right, this is where we get the vine illustration and we're taught, we're told to abide in Jesus. And I'm going to read really quick, uh, just a couple verses. So John 15, verse one and two. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. This is Jesus speaking. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. 
And so what is this talking about? This is talking about the fact that as a child of God, you're going to be disciplined, you're going to be challenged, you're going to be stretched to grow in the process of sanctification of becoming more and more like Jesus. So I always heard this saying growing up, you know, pruned if you do, pruned if you don't, right? That is what Jesus does because he wants us to bear fruit. And the only way to make sure that whatever you're growing is producing what you want it to is to prune it, is to get rid of the things that don't need to be there, to get rid of the dead, you know, the dead branches, things that are sick. And that's exactly what God does in our lives and in our hearts. He knows us and he begins to search our hearts and he lets us know when there's something going on in our hearts and our minds and our lives that doesn't align with our new identity as his child. And he deals with that. And no, it doesn't feel good, but ultimately it is for our good. So if you are wondering, like, am I saved? Like, do you feel conviction? You know, are you going through discipline? Like, can you, do you not enjoy doing the sinful things that you used to do in your past? That is a sign that you belong to God. So the next thing that I want to talk about is you bear good fruit. So in this illustration, um, Jesus is talking about, you know, the vine and the branches and being staying attached to the vine. And the reason he says that is because you will bear good fruit. So how can you know that you are saved? How can you recognize fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Well, you look for the fruit. What fruit? Well, we get a whole list in Bible, right? We get the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, Oh, I'm forgetting one and self-control. I always forget one, but you guys know what it is. You can go look it up. But bearing good fruit means that you began to produce in you, right? Things of God, things that look like Christ, things that look like somebody that is a follower of Jesus will look like. You're able to be patient with people. You're able to be kind to people. You're able to forgive. All of these things that demonstrate that you are a changed person. You are not who you used to be. So when somebody, you know, cuts you off in traffic, you're not going to give them the finger out the window because you are changed. You're going to look different on the outside. That is what we mean when we say bearing good fruit. We look for fruit. The next thing that you're going to have as a way to know that you are saved is changed desires. And so I'm going to use a really kind of probably like big dramatic example. So maybe you were like a raging alcoholic. And I know this is a real thing. Okay. I grew up with a father as an alcoholic. um, So I get that it's real. Right. But when you are saved, when you come to Christ, right you lose your taste for those things, right? You're not going to want to drink. You're not going to want to go out and party. You're not going to want to watch certain things and speak a certain way and be around certain people because you are changed. You are a new person. And so you are not going to be comfortable going back to the things that you used to do, right? There might be movies that you can't watch anymore because you're like, you know what? This is not edifying. This is not like uplifting to me at all. I don't need to be feeding my spirit with this TV show, with this movies. I'm going to change the kind of music that I listen to because what I'm listening to is not talking about anything positive. Um, We change where we go when we hang out, right? Uh, You know, as Christians, like we're not going to be out at the strip club or, you know, getting sloppy drunk, you know, on the weekends, we're just not going to live our lives that way. And we're not going to want to because God is going to begin to change our hearts and our desires for the things that he wants for us and the things that he desires for us. That's why he tells us to abide in him, stay close to him, be in the word, be around like-minded people, because what we really want to do is know that we're becoming more and more like Jesus. And that includes our desires. We're going to want different things. We're going to want different things for ourselves. Your goals might change. Your ambitions might change. All of this is because 
because the Holy Spirit is working inside of you to bring out the things that God knows is there. And it's going to bring that out. And that's going to change the things that you desire, the things that you want to do. And the fifth thing that I want to share as a way that you can know that you're saved is that you begin to hunger for the things of God. And I know that that sounds really Christian-y, but all that really means is that you begin to want to know God more. You want to be in the word. You want to be fellowshipping with other believers. You want to spend more time in prayer. You want to, you know, listen to worship music. You want to do all of these things that are going to strengthen your relationship with God. They're going to strengthen your faith. They're going to help you grow in your Christian walk. You begin to really, really hunger for these things. Like you cannot, you know, go without it. I know this for myself. We've had seasons where like we haven't been able to get to church like we wanted to. Um, and like I can feel that I, I have that long of, oh, my goodness, like I, I've missed two Sundays in a row because we're sick or because of this. I, I, I can't wait to get back. I want to be around God's people. I want to be in corporate worship. I want to do all of these things. And you're going to feel and you're going to notice that when you become saved, as you are growing closer to God, as you are learning more about who you are and who God is, you're going to have a hunger for those things. You're going to want to do those things more than you want to do those other things. Okay. So all of these things go together, you know, understanding that scripture says nothing is going to take you out of God's hands. Nothing, no thing, no one. It's not going to happen. Once you're saved, you're saved, right? You don't get kicked out because you make a mistake. God is not expecting perfection of us. He's not expecting perfection of you. He's not expecting perfection of me because we cannot do that. It's not something that we can do. We are always in process. We are always in the process of sanctification, becoming more and more like Christ. And so, yes, you're going to make a mistake. But you know what happens when you make a mistake? That discipline, that conviction, that pruning kicks in to bring you back in right relationship with God. You know what else is going to happen is that your desires are going to change. So you're not going to want to make those same mistakes over and over and over again. And instead of having those desires, you're going to want to do the things of God. You're going to want to fellowship. You're going to want to be in service. You're going to want to dig in scripture. You're going to want to listen to uplifting and edifying things and be around people that are about, you know, God's business. And all of that is going to culminate in you bearing good fruit and you looking more and more like what God has called you to be as his child. So I just hope and pray that if you have been wondering or doubting or struggling with how can I just be assured of my salvation, that you have found something in this episode that encourages you and reassures you because, oh my goodness, I know how difficult it can be feeling like at any moment you're going to mess up and just do that that one thing that's going to keep you out of heaven. And I just want you to know, my sister, that that's not possible. Once you are God's, you are God's. You are there. You are secure. He is not going to let you go no matter what you do, no matter what you think, no matter what mistakes you make. He loves you. He's not going to let you go. And I just want you to rest in that truth and find peace and the assurance that once you belong to God, that you are his for eternity. I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's episode. I pray it inspires you to draw closer to God. If so, would you stop and share this episode with someone that you know that's feeling weary right now? It would also be a huge blessing to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review in your podcast player. This will help women just like you find the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, sometimes life just plain sucks. But God is always there with you. Rest in that truth and find hope for your weary soul.